Live with a pyrotechnician who doesn't know the away goals rule. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the most firework-filled event outside of Ashbridge's Bay or BMO Field. Everything else may be closed, but the VMP Studios, well, we never close. All for you, dear listeners. All for you. On today's show, we look at a win that's really a loss, a surprising result with an all-too-familiar injury in Foxy Foxborough, look ahead to this week's home match against the Timbers, and much more. And now, to the festive panel, because baby, we're all fireworks. We are. Ah, ah, ah. You just gotta ignite the light and let it shine. Just own the night like the 4th of July. Tony Walsh. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) You uh, you really sold that one. (laughs) Well done. Boo! (laughs) There you go, that's better. Baby, you're a firework. Come on, let your colors burst. Make them go, ah, ah, ah. You're just gonna leave them all in, ah, ah, ah. Duncan Fletcher. Mm-hmm. It's true, it's true. I feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind, wanting to start again. It's poetry. I do. Mm. Boobies. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Even brighter than the moon, moon, moon. It's always been inside of you, 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 and now it's time to let it through. Ooh, ooh. That's me, your host, Kristen Knowles. Because, wow. baby, we really are all, indeed, fireworks. <laughs> FC trying to save face after dogging it in the first leg and getting egg on their face in their home opener. So we are, of course, talking about... Faces. Good band. Um, the second leg of the Voyagers <laughs> Cup on Wednesday night. Frustrating game. Mm-hmm. Strong lineup. Mm-hmm. DPs seem to be doing nice things. Mm-hmm. Bit players stepping up fairly well. And then, mm-hmm. how does it always manage to go so terribly wrong? It, it, it's seriously, it's it's... It's just kind of maddening because it happens every single time. No matter what they do, they seem to find new and exciting ways to Fagundes. f*** things up. So, first question. Did they go into this game with a desire to actually win because they wanted to advance in the Voyager's Cup? Or was this just trying to erase the embarrassment of the home opener? Maybe a bit of both, but I think mainly it was about trying to erase the embarrassment Really, I think they obviously kind of shut the bed in the home opener, and it was all about you know they they need to try and build some kind of momentum and get crowds going and that sort of thing. And um, so, yeah, I think if we win the home opener, then it's probably would have been a much lesser team that we would have seen out there. Yeah, agreed. I think a win against Houston would have changed the com- complexion of the starting eleven for sure. As far as whether they wanted to win, I don't think they wanted to win because they had a sudden Dickensian, you know... Yeah, there was no epiphany here. Epiphany, yeah. There was no... I, You know what? It's about time we do start taking the 
Amway Canadian Championship. How? You, boy, because they get would... me the fattest Voyager's Cup in the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the, in the shop exactly. window. What day is it? Because, you know, they wouldn't call it the Voyager's Cup. Of course not. <laughs> they would call it by its... Well, no, what, what, they start, no. what was the hashtag? Canadian champion can champ that suddenly sprung yeah. up the day of mm. the match. That it sounds like a poor man's NASCAR. None of us have mm. ever used, ever. Go, I'm, I'm going to Mosport mm. to watch a can champ. <laughs> uh, no. Wait, I feel, I feel like I've done that. Uh. <laughs> Back in my Booner days. No, but, I, yeah, I, I, anyway, I, I agree and think that it wasn't about a sudden want to win the Canadian championship. It was about, Oh, we really looked bad in the home opener. We got to try to rebuild the energy and the enthusiasm slash marketing for future home dates. Well, We've got a lot we, of we, seats to fill. Yeah. Do, we do can't follow. Good. We can't follow up such a bed shitting with a B team. Well, and I'm glad you sort of mentioned the marketing because you're welcome. Um, thank well, you for that wonderful, yeah, for that wonderful lead. And that was good. No, the, um, if you look at, the team's website and promotional arm, arms, uh, the promotional team. Very Politburo. Wasn't that mm, nice? The promotional arm. Um, <laughs> suddenly there was a lot more talk about Voyager's Cup and, oh, you know, it, there, was a, there was a lot more build up to this particular match in a, hey, we're going to go for it and all this sort of thing as they were trying to convince themselves to convince us that they actually cared. And I did notice a difference week to week in, you know, the first week. And we all commented on it. It was, like, barely a mention. Yeah, they didn't even mention it, like, at, after the match at, against Houston. Exactly. Didn't he say, join See us on, on Wednesday. Wednesday. But by Wednesday morning. Join maybe, us tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all over the place. <laughs> but it worked. Hmm? Well, people did join so People did join in, and we will talk about that. But not yet. Oh. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll take a, a starting lineup a good starting lineup simply for marketing purposes. Hell sure. yeah. Sure. We actually get to have fun watching mm. the players that we, well, want to watch. Not that we don't want to watch some of the kids, but at appropriate times. This was... Who doesn't want to watch Marky Delgado? <laughs> <laughs> Only at an appropriate time. <laughs> yes. Man of the match. The Montreal game. Uh, I'll go with Josie Altador. I feel like he was kind of all over the place, really, in a good way. Scored a goal, set up at least one goal. I don't remember them all, but uh, yeah, I think all of the the DPs showed up, did well, and uh, Altidore was you know right there amongst them. So I'll go with him. Yeah, I have to agree. He's, he uh, had the energy after scoring the goal. He just pumped up the crowd afterwards. It was nice to see you. You were left with the feeling, okay, they're into this, and he's leading the way. Uh, hat tip to the nifty nephew for uh, a solid outing. Not, sure. not quite man of the match, but yeah. in its first full 90 minutes with us, that yeah. was a, a decent uh, it was display. Sure. Yes, yes, it was. I went with Seba, although Altador absolutely could have been there. But I think, like you said, they were all had strong had a strong game. And I think he adjusted well to, to playing again in another odd game. You know, it's not something he's probably used to. What is this weird cup we're playing for? He plays in all the cup games. Exactly, in all the cup games in Italy. But he's—I uh, really like watching him play. I really enjoy watching him play. So I will uh, give it to him. I'm, sure, to I'm sure he had to show up one day, and Frozenone was there. <laughs> it, it's a little bit disturbing, though, that when we're all talking about the DPS and everything. We got to the maximum advantage we could out of the checkbook. We had the big players out there, yeah. and they played very well. Yeah. And but they still couldn't drag us to anything more than. 
an overall defeat. Exactly. It's a bit mm. disturbing. Yeah, they couldn't actually shut this game down. Well, it's like they dragged them to a certain point. The rest of them dragged <laughs> them back. Them right back? Yeah. yeah. All right, well, go Seven to the match, draggers then. are always going to beat three <laughs> other draggers. That's just math. Math might suggest eight versus three. But I'm, not, I'm not counting the goalkeeper. Oh, that's nice of you. What's he going to do? <laughs> it's Kanaka. Come on. He can do whatever mm, he true. wants. I repeat for about the sixth time. Go to the match. <laughs> oh, apparently we're not paying attention to the questions, Tony. <laughs> Pick he's, you know. Yeah, mm. uh, I don't think like his overall game was terrible, but... There was enough mistakes, like kind of high-profile things. That were when it was terrible, it was... It was a half-assed effort to close down Callum Malice on the first goal. Yeah. And then, really, you're going to let Dominic Aduro sort of get free a and goal. beat you on a header? <laughs> I, come on, man. I, no. Agreed on Perkis. Not even... I mean, the, the gaffes that you could easily blame him for leading to the goals... Notwithstanding, in general, watching him sometimes, his lack of commitment to tackles mm. uh, was disturbing at, at times. Like I was watching him on a few plays that night, and it was like, he just wouldn't commit the body. He'd either turn out of the way, yeah. he wouldn't go into the tackle. I mean, of course, there's times where you, you know, you're not going to want to go into a rash tackle, but he just looked like... Something was holding him back from which is other being than aggressive. kind of what we've seen from him in a couple games at least. Where I thought, okay, good. Well, he we was overly have... aggressive at the beginning. Maybe, maybe so. so. <laughs> maybe they've tempered him and they tempered him too far. Yeah, yeah he's... I mean, he's been on a, a bad little run of late. Run, yeah. yeah, I feel like he played okay on Saturday, but we'll get to that. Indeed. So my vote of the match was Vanny. Uh, really? Yes, I know. <laughs> No, because he of... He played his full team. He what did, do you want? I wanted him to be more logical and thoughtful with his subs and do them mm. at least 10 minutes earlier than he did. He waited till the last... It was less than 10 minutes left in the game before he made a sub. The team had clearly been flagging. You needed some sort of injection of energy. You've got a bench. He's generally not afraid to use his bench. And then I questioned the people he brought in and why. Um, mm-hmm. Craval which always makes me cringe. that's always great. Let's bring him on. Although he didn't bring him on as a defender, so there was at least something perhaps a little bit logical about it. Mm. Although, honestly, why is Dan Lovitz not getting any playing time? This is driving me crazy. Um, So, Craval for Osorio, and then... And... Like more for Luke Altidore Moore. at the same time. It's like Altidore's like been playing really well. Yeah, he's really causing them problems. Luke Moore's not going to. No, basically you're saying, okay, you guys don't need to worry about defending anymore. Well, at that <laughs> at that point, obviously, he thought match was in hand, needed to rest his guys for the weekend. Fair enough. Hasn't been but, here long enough. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> clearly hasn't been here long enough. And then doesn't you know, know about uh, doesn't know yes. about the curse. Uh, and then and then realizing when you know after Adoro scores that goal, thank you, Perkis. Who does he bring on? But Nick Hagland. <laughs> oh wow. Yes. You know, sure. And I get I get the Student the tactic of, of it. You know, Student big guy for you know potential header possibilities. Mm. But come on, like Hagland has yet to convincingly been a positive part of, of those. He's he's won a few headers on corners and that sort of thing. I can kind of see right, that's what you're going yeah. for. But I mean, they were playing him fully up front. Exactly. It wasn't just like he's at the back no, no, and he'll run up to for potentially it, yeah. go up for corners. No. He was fully up front the whole time. And yeah. what does that say to Jordan Hamilton? 
who's on the bench. Exactly. And his We think Nick Hagelin can score before you can, Jordan. Yeah. I, mm. So that's 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 I was I was just really frustrated with what again, what should have been a more positive like well, they should have won that game. They should have moved forward in the Voyager's Cup and they should have been able to close this down. But yeah, he waited way too long and I just don't like I don't like the subs he made, so he's my goat of the match. I'm just mm-hmm. upset because I didn't realize you could choose him as the goat. That's a good why, point. Why Sorry, I... Robbie Finley. <laughs> I've been choosing you all year long. I'd, I'd like to choose Tim Lewicki. <laughs> <laughs> I feel gonna... like at least once last season, one or more of us chose Ryan Nelson as our goat. I may go to the board of directors. <laughs> oh, uh... Is Tom Anselmi still eligible? No, I'm sorry. Oh. Mark Grimes? <laughs> Not yet. Just wait. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, speaking of Vanny Tactics, mm. saw the lineup that we probably should have seen in the first leg or more of it. Mm. And, you know, it's still a little bit of a mix up, but. Well, there's the thing, right? You, in these matches and cup matches over two legs, you have to look at it as a complete picture, not as two parts. If you're you're trying to tactic your way out of a two-leg thing by playing two different styles over two different matches, or at least, you know, a full commitment over one, it's rarely going to pay off for you. You know, and if he would have even put in maybe 50% more of the lineup or the effort into the first leg, then, you know, all these worries in the second leg, I I just didn't understand that. With with the crowded, I know they were working up to the home opener and that had to be the be-all and end-all of all things MLSE and slash TFC, but you wouldn't, he could have had his rested time in the second leg yeah. if he would have, you know, put a little more into the first mm. leg, and they were, and Montreal was ripe for the taking in oh, Montreal Yeah, oh, absolutely, they were still hurting, they were still coming off of That being said, being they, did, they did come in with only 1-0 down and for that lineup to not be able to pull that off was we don't deserve to mm-hmm. go on. No, absolutely I not. I mean, that's no, the thing. No. There can be no complaints. Yeah. You, you put out that lineup against Montreal's pretty much their B squad. It was, it was a B plus. Yeah, their B plus. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough, yeah. Not being able to mm-hmm. put that match away, and we have no... We can't have complaints that we're not in the final. Oh, I'm no? not complaining about that aspect I mean, of I'm it. complaining yes. why, why it happened, but not how, because yeah, they, they failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, you look at the the lineup you put out there. It's like, oh, Chiru's a little deeper, and then you know, there's Warner and Osorio and Bradley ahead of him. Is it a four-one-three-two or a full-on diamond? It kind of varied, but um, I, I don't hate that midfield. I think no, you know, actually, neither do I. Played it again against New England. We'll get to that, but it's like, oh, this is not bad at all, and maybe it is a case of you know one of the main things they've done. You know, Findlay's out, Colin Warner's in. Maybe all right. You're going to go with a bit more of an attacking lineup. You need to have more defensive players within that attacking lineup to get the balance right and have it not be a complete nightmare. So you know, there's certain things that you can like about it. Overall, again, it didn't work out. But um, yeah, it, this was a bit of a progression. I mean, we talked about obviously against the game against Houston. It's like all right, this was awful. Um, yes. So they've kind of advanced throughout a, the week. Yeah, they've advanced a little from that, and you know the the lineup they've moved to over these last two games. Yeah, you know, all right, this is better. It's somewhere between what they started with and what they panically reverted to. It's kind of somewhere in the middle. So, all right, this is potentially something that could work in a more long term basis. So, 
that was a positive. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame, really, that it's part of a two-leg match, because as a standalone bit of entertainment and yeah. match, it was... Actually mm, pretty good to was, watch, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you can't, unlike Vanny, you can't look at it as one part of <laughs> two. It is a whole. And exactly. that was the second half of the leg. Yeah. So one of the things that I thought was surprising at the game, not necessarily what was happening on the pitch, but in the stands, and that that was a surprising crowd. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. gone to all of the Voyager's Cup games over the years, and for a midweek first leg, not the final, not trying to you know knock Vancouver out as usual, mm-hmm. that was a surprising number of people. And if they'd closed, you know, if the new upper upper half of the red wall wasn't there, that would have been... <laughs> A full stadium. Yeah, I mean, if they'd tapped off the upper deck like yeah. Vancouver does, they could have called it a sellout. Absolutely. Right. But, um, yeah, you know, that's a very respectable crowd. You can't argue with it. So what do you think brought so many people out to uh-huh. this, especially on, a like, a Wednesday night, you know, midweek game? I'd say quite possibly if they had had a regular home schedule where we'd always already been at home for five or six, or five matches, mm. say, that probably wouldn't have had the same. There was still a lot of so people just starved to, to see newness and yeah to see TFC live mm. and this you know this would be we haven't had the new season enthusiasm beaten out of us yet. Well, which really takes about maybe three or four yeah, games. That's true. Yeah, a, a good chunk so by of the people, end of yeah. the month. There was still a still a lot of people there, and you know it had only been a few days. You wanted to wash that taste of Houston out of your mouth and go and have a little bit of fun still and it looked like a chance to have an exciting night and once the lineup came out not that that was too late for people going but you know it seemed like a chance to start again right again so this was like almost the real home opener yeah I think if again if they would have had a regular April start it would have been a few thousand less probably I mean as we've seen over the years would they have scored if they weren't up a man probably at some point, they 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 they, they, they were they, they were quite they, potent going forward. Yeah, I mean the the third goal, there was, there was Montreal were back to eleven by the third goal, but uh, yeah, that was very convenient timing. Absolutely, really, for <laughs> the uh, for the second goal for it was to actually kind of actually start getting a bit of momentum in that mm. second half. But um, you'd like to hope that they might have. Yeah. It it was because it did all happen very conveniently at that particular point mm. but again you take advantage right yeah. that's what Chiso you do was lying dead off by the <laughs> yeah like they, i'm glad he's okay but we were really worried we're like um he's not moving he yeah. was, he was nick Car- nick garcia out yes, yes. he's not moving <laughs> yeah then when they showed the replay as well just the big oh yeah <laughs> um oh. should we just stop everything no <laughs> no we'll just go score yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, on a similar kind of vein to that, though, you know, would TFC have scored if it were down to 10? You know, would Mont- if this was just like a regular 90-minute game, Montreal were down 3-2, would they have scored again in the last 10 minutes? Probably. Mm. But point. they didn't have to. This is true. You're able to ease off. Mm. Coast home. Monsieur Dupont a 
to the happenings in Foxy Foxborough. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well done. <laughs> oh my. Yes. So a surprising <laughs> and positive result on one hand, and a frustrating and worrisome one on the other. Just Can you know, we- another typical night in uh, in with against the T terrorists, mm. basically. So your game thought, game in sixty. Well, I think you know, as it stands, you couldn't kick a one-one away to in Gillette Stadium. In the face for TFC, I I didn't expect it. No, um, I thought. I guess over the balance of the match, they were probably the better side for a, a lot of it. Do it, Toronto. Yeah, I think so. In, in the second half, at least, I thought they were the. Be- I thought they were better. They yes, they invited a lot of damage coming yes. from New England, but I think they did okay. And moving forward, I was pretty happy with the way they looked. I've seen a lot worse from them. I think for them to to go a goal down and not let their heads drop, I think it was a positive. And I mean, I'm not saying they looked fantastic and this is the way, you know, a corner has been turned and things are much better, but uh, there was positives to take from it in that I, th- I think uh, in the past we've seen a TFC side that would go down 1-0 there, allow the floodgates to open up. Yeah, it's there's, there are definitely positives to be taken from it. I mean, obviously, you know, getting a point there is more than I expected, and I, I'm not sure I'd say we deserved the win really. But I feel probably about the first twenty twenty five minutes of each half, we were going out there and taking it to them, and mm. it was very much like back and forth. Both sides had chances, but we were like very much in the game. Um, I feel like like the first half after Altidor got injured, we kind of. You know, fell back a bit and it was all then, mm. which fair enough. And then the second half again, by the time it got to the 70th minute, again, at that point, it's all New England. But, you know, I I'm did. not going to complain that mm. they played the first team against Montreal on the weekend and that had a part to play of it. So um, we got a bit lucky. I mean, pretty much everyone is saying Konopka was man of the match. And if your goalkeeper is unanimous man of the match, that's not a good sign that you were a great team. But yeah. there was enough good things in that game that. You know, one one is not outrageous. Play, if they play that way, often enough mm-hmm. away. I mean, New England's a team yeah, who's in some good yeah, form. They are the a very teams. good team. They, yeah. If they play that way enough on the away from home, I mean, unfortunately, they're home. They haven't looked very good, but more like that away, and they'll be okay over the course of a season. And even when at the end, in the last fifteen twenty minutes, when you know New England was coming in waves at them. I didn't quite have that same sense of doom in most matches. It was like, oh, yeah, the goal's coming in the 85th minute. I didn't feel it as much. I felt they had a little more control. I mean, a funny bounce and it would have changed. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something to it that felt a, a little bit more of a progression from what we've seen earlier this season. Well, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, it, there was a lot of positive play. And there was a lot of positive play from a number of players. And unexpected point, because I honestly did not think they would get anything out of this game i expected them to lose quite frankly so that is really good and i i I see what you're saying about you know a little more control maybe a little more maturity on the pitch um maybe slight less fear watching them through the game but for me the question still has to be asked is why after all this time can tfc not defend a cross or a Mm -hmm. set piece to save their lives it's a toronto sports truism It, it just 
Leafs don't make the playoffs. Raptors don't drive the lane. TFC can't defend in close. And it just drives me mental. And again, that was textbook poor defending on that goal. And they were lucky it didn't happen again. And yeah, having Kanopka be your man of the match. You know, like, mm. Well, that's my asterisk of this game. You I know, think. And that's e- the problem. Even though I think they did better, better it doesn't really mean too much to me because we all know in the next match they can go right back to the way 100%. they have in the past. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a step towards being more consistent like this. But they haven't reached that point. That was good of Michael Bradley to actually concede that point in his post-match. Mm-hmm. That oh, just because we got a point doesn't mean we've made it. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, well, mm-hmm. okay, good to hear. Because yeah. like, oftentimes, how many false dawns have we had? Right. Hundreds? I've lost track. But uh, back to your point about the uh, defending on the set pieces. It, it, it's a truism because I think it's been a constant of TFC to always try to run before they can walk. They're much more interested in... Scoring sexy goals. Yeah. Oh, of course they yeah, are. Yeah, being but that club they who want to be wants the exciting, to fix things fast yeah. and, and go for the big highlight Always rather than taking forward, care of the of the basics mm-hmm. first. But that has to stop. That's two coaches in a row now that are defenders by trade. Yeah, but it, it also very well might have something to do with the consistently Inconsistent mediocre lineup? defensive cores we've had in Toronto. Mm-hmm. We've never we've really never had four solid pieces at the back at one time. Not whether that be whether that be through acquisitions or injuries or whatever, I can't remember a time when you look at the back four and say that's really solid. But that back four on on Saturday wasn't a that's not a terrible back four. No, and, and, terrible. No, and, and Justin Morrow was one of the ones that fouled on that goal. And Justin Morrow is one of the is better defenders. Yeah. I know, and that's the other thing is he's playing mm-hmm. out of position now. So and that's a portion of it. If Mike Bloom comes back and he's at right back, Morrow's at left back. Will that help? I mean, I think the the last the game against Montreal, say when Algiro scored, and then the goal in this one, both of them, you can say, hmm, they did not do a great job of stopping the initial ball from coming in. Right, and I think a lot of that is. Yeah, it's basically sort of Morgan and the the left midfielder. It was Creval against Montreal, Osorio against New England. Were kind of outnumbered. Yes, there there was they kind of you know Montreal and then New England both set themselves up. There was like oh, is that a three against two? And they kind of pass it around and pass it around. And often enough that you know the defenders are kind of running around trying to intercept, and then eventually they get someone clear who can put the cross in. Uh, Both times Bradley was kind of stood there watching it rather than helping out, but. I mean, at the same time, I think it's maybe a, a reaction to what has happened earlier in the season. I think there were a lot of games where teams were playing down, like, TFC's left side specifically, right. and everyone was going over to that one side, and then all of a sudden they switched the ball, and there's, like, one guy against Creval or, like, Nick Hagland, whoever it might be. Our right-back is completely left all alone against everyone because everyone's gone over to this one side. So. Right. It may be a case of they're trying to stop doing that and they're hoping that the left-sided guys can take care of it by themselves and they haven't. So again, much like anything with TFC, it's trying to find that balance. You know, They've done one thing wrong, they've tried to correct it and then that causes problems and you've got to kind of find the balance between the two. Um, so I think that's a problem. And then you look at... The, the defending, it's like, mm, Morrow, both inside the goal that Altidore scored, and then, like, Fagundes, like the, the chance at the 
at the end there, he completely like, oh, manhandled yeah. Morrow. That was oh, that was not that good was at all. ugly to so, watch. Yeah, you know, maybe start you know this Morrow right back experiment. You know, let's let's not keep that going longer than we have to. You know, it hasn't been terrible, so fair enough. Keep Bloom off the plastic, but let's get Morrow back at left back. Hopefully he'll be better at cutting the crosses out. Bloom back at right back. Hopefully he'll be better at marking people on the right. It's just such a familiar thing that happens so yeah, much with no, TFC. Absolutely. That's all. Really quickly, actually, a question about Mark Bloom since you bring him up. I was quite content to not have him play on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I saw a number of people who were very upset that he didn't play. And I'm thinking, no, of all, he's been of all stadiums, that is to, the last to place bring I bring back. a guy back. You know, yeah. It's his first game back from injury. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played in... Six months or so. Exactly, like he's barely, you know, still gaining match fitness. Mm -hmm. Just just started training last week with the team. So he's like he's officially match fit now. But let's not start him on On New England's turf. he did get verified on Twitter today. That's nice. Yeah, Yeah. congratulations. His his wife was very proud for him. Really big day in the (laughs) Bloom household. But yeah, Morrow and Morgan on like the right and left had been. Okay, they've been good enough that it's not, oh my God, we absolutely need to get Bloom back as soon as possible. So yeah, I'm fine with kind of hold him off, give him an extra week, and then Bring start him back. again when we've got like, yeah. a couple of home games in a row on uh, regular familiar next, yeah. I proper grass and leave it at that. I preemptively feel for Mark Bloom, though. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the expectations have grown oh, here for what Mark Bloom can do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's not forget Mark Bloom he's is... He's now like the fix yeah. all... Exactly. Uh, let's which not is forget, he's terrifying. two years out from being an Atlanta Silverback. Exactly. Mm. This is not, you know... No. A, a, a fullback coming from some massive league. This is a guy we've brought mm. up slowly from USL level. He yeah. had some good, you know, experiences early last season. He tailed off. Exactly. He tailed remember, off remember badly. He was like the, the, the last yeah. part of after the season. When? After when? After, oh, after Nelson got fired and Vanny came yeah. in. Yeah. And, mm. and suddenly, yeah. Yeah. Mark Bloom, not so good. Yeah. But there's, yeah, yeah, there's the, a there's, lot of hope that he's the he's yes. the white knight coming yeah. in to save the defense. To, 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 to and solidify the defense. He's and not he's that not. guy. No, there's he's not. There's so much potential for disappointment to come. Yeah. Yes. Which is not going to be his fault. No, no, no. But, and everyone yeah. will please remember that. Yes. But yeah, when as we know, and we're guilty of it, when things go yeah. bad here, goats are found and horns are bestowed. Yeah. And Heroes <laughs> are looked for. Yeah. And if they don't come in and be the hero, then yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. speaking of heroes, who is your man of the match? Are we going to just do a Kanopka consensus? Has to be Kanopka. Yeah. Yes. Kanopka mm-hmm. man of match. <laughs> A wooga. <laughs> boonga, boonga. <laughs> nice. That was great. I, you know, I, I just, I'm very pleased for him. Just, yeah. I, I, I like that our, mm-hmm. our, I our caveman he, I, is. I think uh, he's the, I mean this genuinely, he might be the best folk hero around TFC since Dunfield. Possibly. Yeah. I, I, if only he'd scored against Houston. Oh, oh God, yeah. the legend would That's have been yeah. sealed. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, um, Joe Bender could have left town. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's he's a very likable guy. Who, you know, mm-hmm. for many reasons. Yeah. Yeah, he seems very kind of like smart, well. No, I don't. I don't like it when he speaks on camera <laughs> because it, it destroys, it the, destroys caveman. the caveman act. <laughs> I like to listen to this because it settles my. He's cheek. like he's like the caveman lawyer on <laughs> yeah. SNL. Yes. Yeah. It's like, don't speak properly. Just <laughs> go to the mic. And say, Hello, Dobson. <laughs> <laughs> Me play good. <laughs> Me stop ball. Take award. <laughs> Skewer buffalo with award. <laughs> 
um, code of the match. Again, I, do we Luke have a consensus? Moore. Exactly. Oh, do we have anything Jesus. other than Luke Moore? He did nothing. What is Ugh. wrong with him I this know, year? I know Dudley Moore didn't do an Arthur 3. But if he had, but if he had oh, yeah. this was <laughs> Arthur 3. <laughs> Arthur, yeah. take, Arthur takes Manhattan. Arthur 3, a good day to drink hard. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. But honestly. Yeah, I mean, he contributed nothing. And that one time, like kind of Javinko was <sighs> kind of breaking through from the halfway line. He's running at the defense. What's Luke Moore going to do? Run over here, try and pull a defender away. No, no. I'm just going to run right into your path and bring the defender right there. Yeah, that's helpful. Well done, Luke. I can't yeah. imagine, even though I'd like to, that he's simply lazy. Because I can't believe a professional player is out there and being intentionally lazy. Which makes me shift to, he's just not a smart player. I never got it's it's so because I, I mean it like I never got that sense from him last year. He was never our favorite player. He no. was never the most talented, but he kept popping up in the right place last year. Maybe that's what was he it. Just a, dumb a, luck a little, last year. He had a little streak Maybe. of a few matches it, where he got a few goals, and it's like, oh, is it the more, quality of useful. the player around him now? No, it's him. But like, no, I mean, like <laughs> last year, did he look better? No, I never thought he looked. No, he, he he befuddled me by getting any goals last year. I don't know how he did it. He got seven, five. Was it seven goals? Ugh, did, mm. I I need to see a well, replay. It's that time when say the New York goal, he ran into a New York defender. Mm. Both of them missed the ball. Mm. Hey, <laughs> all right, I'll score a goal. Imagine it's like Gilberto. Fagundes, you guy, Fagundes. You. He'd done so much and yeah. never scored, and then Luke Moore gets just, Oh, yeah, he just, he just walks plate. into it. Yeah, pretty I, much. I, I, I do remember I, that. Yeah. I, was, I remember being miffed by the offseason when they re-upped him. It's like, hmm. what did they... I, I, well, I'm, but that is a, it's a great by, question by because he's an international slot. Yeah. And mm. can we not find someone different to spend that slot on? How much is he making again? I can't even remember. Like, it's not... Uh, I not think he's excessive. in the, I think he's in the 140s. Yeah, something in that zone. Low hundreds. It doesn't matter. He's to me, he's a waste. And I know people say, "Well, if we don't use Luke Moore, who are we going to use?" I'd rather see them blood in a kid. Jordan Hamilton. You're not going to get any. What you see from Luke Moore is what you're going to get. Yes, now and again, he'll pop up like Duncan alluded to and poach home a goal that he didn't probably deserve. And, and that's got fine. Six goals last year. Okay. Six. Yeah. But still, okay. like six. I don't believe it unless I see video. <laughs> at least, at least five more than I think any of us ever thought he was going to get last year. No, I'd rather see if this is going to be an extended thing and with Altador, and you know they're going to have to really think about what they're going to do up front. I really don't know which way Vanny's going to go. You, I would assume Finley gets another look. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, if he's going to try to bludgeon home Luke Moore as the alternative to Altador, then we're in for some really yeah, that, yeah. bad times. Because yeah. not only does he not offer anything by himself, as you mentioned, he throws off Jovinko's runs. Jovinko has nowhere to go with the ball. He's either runs into a cul-de-sac because Luke Moore made the wrong the wrong run. Luke Moore built the cul-de-sac for him. Yeah, he <laughs> built it. He yeah. built it. Luke built, Moore Place. He built yes. little houses and some nice little gardens. Oh, the gardens were lovely. Plentiful parking. You need parking on a cul-de-sac. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, you know, or in on the other side of it, Jovinko, you know, doesn't have an outlet because mm. Luke Moore is. Usually behind the goal line by the time he's ready to make the pass. I mean, he got caught offside on that, you know, in New England. And that was really basic stuff. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the offside, yeah. the the goal that he scored. It's like I, you, you can clearly see he's going to shoot. Yeah. Just just step, stay behind the ball. Here. That's all you yeah. need to do. I, yeah. It was like stuff you'd yeah. expect to Great see. Great school stuff. It was. Yeah. It was yes, stuff you'd I expect know. to see from a very young striker. Yeah. Not a guy who's been uh, all over the place on, on some. You know, he's decent, had minutes yeah. on some decent clubs over yeah. the years, and and then he came to Toronto FC. Hooray. We're hopes go to die. <laughs> uh, so Vanny Tactics, bit of a better, mm-hmm. you know, not a bad lineup in terms of how he laid it out. Bring a more pronounced diamond out there. Bradley's possibly one of his best games. So the question uh, well, again, is... And again, much like the Orlando match, he's stuck to his position at the top of the right. diamond. So and, is mm-hmm. this finally, is this finally the right place for yeah. Bradley. Is this the right sort of formation-ish this was, they need this, to be looking at? This was the right place for Bradley all along. Right. With, once they got Sheru, in my opinion. Yes, I think they do very once Once together. they gave him an alternative so he didn't have to run back and play sweeper on every play, then it was a matter of time of convincing him that he didn't have to do it. That being said, I still don't trust that he won't do it. It's in his DNA. <laughs> Under no. under Greg Vanny to do this. It's not under his DNA when he was in Rome. No. Not when he's under Jurgen Klinsmann. Klinsmann Would does not, not him. allow him no. to go back and and do silliness because like he that. did but do it for part of the game. It wasn't. Yeah, he, he didn't yeah. stay up there the whole game. There no, were times where you're mean. like, "Why are you back there? Get." Sheru has this under control. I, actually, it's his natural inclination to do that. Though side Sheru note, I've been enjoying watching him organize the defense. It it makes me giggle. It makes you giggle. Yes, no? I just I I find it interesting. I see him back there, and you I watch him giving orders. You over there, yeah, and you there's, go over there. And he's going on. He's yeah. very much. I feel like, <laughs> you know, he's not a center back. Clearly, but uh, uh, listen, of anyone, including Konopka, of the guy of the six guys closest there. to goal, he's the one I want telling them what to do. Which, sure. but I've noticed it more the last few games and i appreciate it, and i think there is i feel bad that he has to take the cigarette out of his mouth to i know do it. but <laughs> appearances mm-hmm. you gotta get those few words out so mm-hmm. anyway so back to bradley though yeah i mean i i do think this last couple of games now we've seen is like this seems better um you know i said maybe it is because of right we've got to have warner and osorio yeah, they're you know, Warner at least is more defensively responsible than Robbie Finley was, and it's still very much relying on the fullbacks to provide the yep. width, which can cause problems. But as long as Sheru and then Warner or sorry, whoever it is, is kind of dropping back a little to cover the fullbacks, it can work. Um, so yeah, hopefully this is the sort of balance between kind of what Vanny's plan A was and what his plan B was. Now we can kind of somewhere between the two. Um, it hasn't looked terrible, really, the midfield the last two games. So, you know, there's a certain amount of promise there. I'm very curious. I'm, you know, like Saturday, you know, will be interesting to see what he puts out there in absence of, a, you know, one missing player. So, I think mm-hmm. I would bet a lot of money Luke Moore will be in the starting lineup because if anything, Greg Vanny is pretty predictable in his lineups. Mm. I would go with Robbie Finley. I think I they, think they've, I agree. Right, I think right. Finley is going to be, be interesting. I feel like they've invested a lot in Robbie Finley. You know, obviously they've two hundred and whatever thousand yeah. plus five percent that they committed themselves to. 
um, then they've played him a lot. And then exactly. Eventually, they've spent a lot of time. Eventually, him they've out there. kind of given up on. All right, yeah, you're not really a, wide, a winger or a wide midfielder, are you? They've given and here's back, your moment. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone is saying, Yo, he's a striker. He's Robbie he's Finley himself said. So now this is his chance to be a striker. Let's see if he clearly said he himself in preseason at the media that he wanted to be up top. Yeah, yeah as the striker. He did. Yeah. So now here his you chance. go. Yeah. You've probably he was a healthy scratch against New England or something. So a healthy scratch to starter, mm, that would be interesting. He'll have. Well, it. I, I do think it was. I, I think it was a message. Healthy scratch, kind of like, all right, think about what you've not done. Sit you think down. about what you've not done, sir. <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> um, it's, well, it's not. He, it's not a terrible tactic to take as a coach. It, listen, it, it, he'll. This is his chance. Yeah. Sometimes you need a wake up call. So. Maybe I don't have I a lot of think, faith I in him. I still think it'll be Luke Moore, but all right, we'll see. If I would be surprised if we don't see Finley at all, whether it's a starter, if not, he'll be co- when Luke Moore has done nothing for seventy <laughs> minutes. Then I'm sure we'll see. They eventually, Finley. give up on Luke Moore. They'll bring him in then. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right. mm-hmm. Back to our man of the match and our favorite player, Mr. Chris Kanaka. Mm. So is he now with that pretty outstanding performance in New England and some solid performances? since Bendik's been hurt. And also, it turns out he was playing injured in that game. Mildly injured. Groin hurt. Groin hurt. Mm. Groin pull. Did his um, groin hurt, or was this just a, a big sort of time-wasty kind of... No, he said it in at least one of the post-game interviews, that there was a groin issue. That's why someone else was... game sure. Sure. That's why someone was else was taking his... Uh, no, they... Yeah. Oh, who, who, you don't want to give your hand away. Well, no, absolutely you don't, but... I yeah, I feel that's a bit suspicious. It's oh, I've been booked for time wasting, so uh, you take you you the take kicks the kicks, now, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll invent an injury for the post game interviews. If yeah. you had to carry around that prehistoric manhood, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, if you had to carry this whole team on your back, <laughs> that's right. Knock a carry team. It uh, <laughs> <laughs> but is he is he officially now making a case to stay in net when Bendik is healthy? He's potentially making a case. I would still say no. I, I don't think we really need to be going down this path. I think we'll see how long. Right, because we don't. We have no idea what's happening with Bendik, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he was on like breakfast TV with his leg in a boot, which doesn't. Oh, seem, I missed that entirely. What? It was before the home opener. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he was promoting the home opener. He was on like City TV or CP 24s like breakfast TV, and he had like one of those like weird boot things on. Which suggests you're not probably all that close. Joyful. Are you? So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how long he gets. I mean, I'd still right now say, you know, no, let's, let's go with Bendik and keep Kanopka as uh, he's shown he can be an adequate replacement. That's nice. But, you know, give himself a few more performances like this and then, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's all timing. Just ask Stephen Fry. Hey. Yeah. You know, longer he's out and Last, if, he, ask if, if, he, if he is constantly... Mm-hmm constantly you know providing good performances then it becomes very hard you know managers rarely like yeah. managers rarely like to take a keeper out who's uh who's on a not a hot any, streak but on any kind of streak you can get exactly with TFC. any kind of solid keeping streak no and it happens in sports all the time not just to tfc goalkeepers although there is an alarming trend and d- mm. despite uh reports of tfc no longer allowing fans and bloggers to make their decisions mm. hello they, they enjoy it when fans are behind a player yeah i think they, they'd like to go with that sort of thing mm-hmm. for yes. sure i think i think kanapka will be promoted 
We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's obvious. He's a money-saving option, but in this league, it's hard to dump the salary of a, a goalkeeper. So I can't imagine Joe Bendick would have a bunch of, you know, people offering a lot in return. Yes, yeah, no, I, I don't see Philadelphia Bendick bringing back in. <laughs> 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 Come on. Quite the opposite. On the other side of it, though, Kanopka to Philadelphia is always, mm. you know, mm. it's his hometown club, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm. Things to consider down the line. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, he's putting himself out there and showing, mm, mm. I can do a job in MLS. Yeah. Who I haven't played for be? two years. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Well, clean mm-hmm. sheet. Stand on your head match. Why not? Uh, let's see here. Well, we've been sort of dancing around what's going to happen now that Altidore's out. So he's out for at least two weeks is what they're saying and that's just their conservative let's put something out into the media statement Paul Mariner apparently immediately, di- immediately oh, really? diagnosed it as six weeks when uh, paging when Dr. Dr. Paul Mariner yes, yes. Dr. Shorts two emergencies yeah, Dr. Yeah, he Shorts. also diagnosed his shorts as trousers <laughs> um, yeah, and, they, they, and diagnosed his drink <laughs> as water <laughs> they haven't said much Yet, um, no, no. And, and that's not surprising, nor, nor really should they. But I thought it was interesting to see. Oh well, we could, you know he's up walking around the locker room post match, so mm. sure he's fine-ish. Like, he tweeted a giant bicep in his Twitter saying, "I'll be back soon." Oh, yeah, well, that's, well, that's clearly that's, self-diagnosis is the yes. key in these injuries. Yeah. So. He knows that. He knows his body. Groin, whatever, hamstring, whatever. Look at this bicep. <laughs> mm. Tickets to the gun show. You can't um, hold this back. I mean, you know, are they going to rush him back and then it's not far off before they go gold into Gold Cup, cup. camp? Mm. Yeah. I say yes, let's rush him back. <laughs> if he gets injured again, wait, if he doesn't get injured, ooh, he'll be off at the Gold Cup. So we're going to miss him anyway. Fagundes. Those guys. To our American listeners, shit happens. Yes. <laughs> Keep let's, listening. Thanks. Let's miss him because he's injured rather than he's playing for the U.S. That's not nice of me, but still. We don't care yet. I, I agree with you. Mm. So, you know, we talked about Robbie Finley maybe as, a, as an option. That's Michael Bradley as well. Where we <laughs> <laughs> and you can't have Robbie Finley. Wait, you maybe you can. injure Michael Bradley. <laughs> it's He's a good indestructible. Point. Did you not see him staple his head? It's true. By himself on the mm. sidelines. Like, well, is- kind of Rambo. Exactly. <laughs> so, Robbie Finley, mm. potential option. Uh mm. We've been talking about, like, they should recalibrate DK, but... No can do. No can yeah, do. I, and I would enjoy that, but yeah. But also, apparently, not doing so well. He wasn't... He also hasn't played. He's got a goal. Not recently. Last game, he Last was week, He was yes. not even named to the bench. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Yes, exactly. Oh. So it's like, hmm, here yeah. we go again. You know, what I was saying... Uh, Can we about, recall Gil? What please? I was saying about Bloom earlier on, about being the, the <laughs> white knight, I, I fear it would be very much the same for DK. He's another likable guy who fans, I think we seem to think, because he had that little stretch. He did have that little, little stretch, yeah. And I think we seem to think, like, oh, well, if he had, he had a run there, he could make something happen. And I think we'd probably end up being pretty disappointed by what DK would bring. Actually be able to Yeah, do. over a consistent yeah. basis. So then... I don't think that... To, I, there's We don't have the answer. That's the problem. No. You, you can't replace a guy like Altador in this league. Exactly. Like, and, and that easily, especially with a club like TFC who's so top-heavy. Well, and the players that we do have that can step in and potentially score goals, 
are not in his are not in his mold. They're they're different type of attacking players. Well, here's the thing, and this is where student of the game things are have to come out. Maybe it's Ooh. while while Altador's away. You have to change your tactic. You have to find a different person up top or a different... But he just found a tactic that might be working. <laughs> I know. I know I know. he bent back that page. But the like giant I, picture, I picture him, like, you know, in the locker room going, no, no. I know. There's He's a in big, the tunnel. big check, check mark on that page of the textbook. Yes. Found it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, he might have to abandon his style of having that powerful forward up front and try to utilize Jovinko more as your main striking asset which would be difficult and I don't know if they have the other pieces to make that happen but if you are going to just have try to force a blunt object like Luke Moore into Altador's role and it's not working and it's becomes not an extended work, no. and it becomes an extended period of time then you might have to look at different styles but I I don't know if he can. I don't know if they have the capability through their personnel to do that. So. I look forward to seeing what he comes up with. Luke Moore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exact same thing. Luke Moore <laughs> as Altador. Robbie Finley replaces him yes. 60, yeah. 70 minutes yeah. in, and then Robbie Finley next game. And, yeah. and then Luke Moore. And then it'll just, it'll just be a rotation, yeah. you know, sure. back and forth. Sure. And Jordan um, Hamilton in a match where they're losing 4-0. <laughs> On in the 93rd minute. Worthy news, there were celebrations galore throughout MLS. Here to share all the colors and lights is Duncan Fletcher with this week's MLS Wins and Losses. Thank you, Kristen. Uh, week 11 is when things got weird in MLS. Uh, when TFC getting a point in New England was probably only the fourth or fifth most surprising result, and the Eastern Conference's race for sixth saw some proper strides taken rather than the usual drunken stumbles. Uh, didn't start out that way, though. Orlando coughed up a 2-1 defeat to D.C. in midweek, and Chicago went from 2-0 up and playing against 10 men to only tying 2-2 with New York City on Friday night. Uh, Saturday is when things really got going, starting in Montreal, where a bumper crowd of roughly trois hommes et un chien saw the impact take on Real Salt Lake. Now, Salt Lake haven't been great this season by any means, so Montreal getting their first league win isn't a massive surprise, but the way they did it was quite remarkable. Laurent Simon getting an early header, and then the impact being lethal on the counter-attack, scoring some very nice goals on the way to a 4-1 thumping, despite missing a penalty. Uh, maybe the key was Frank Klopas being suspended, and thus not on the sidelines. Uh, RSL defender Tony Beltran summed it up succinctly with, A lot went wrong. <laughs> Uh, staying in Canada, Mr. Vancouver and the Sounders were in town, missing Oberfemi Martins. Unfortunately for the Whitecaps, that meant Chad Barrett worked his way into the lineup, and he scored twice, bringing uh, post-game comments from various people. Credit to Chad, that's two super finishes. We had some timely finishing from Chad. Clinical. It's awesome. Chad himself said, It's a massive win. It's Cascadia Cup. It's a Western Conference win. It's an away win. Everything about this just rings awesome in the ears. 
Podcast note, at one point in time, this MLS wins and losses was all about Chad Barrett. We forced Duncan to add in the other teams. It's true. Awesome in the ears. Awesome in the ears, yes. Dude, that's awesome in the ears. (laughs) We we should just loop that in for our... It's also the hashtag of this week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) After CFC's draw, the shocks kept on coming on Sunday, starting with the Galaxy in Orlando. Now, much like RSL, LA are floundering right now, especially with Robbie Keane injured, so good a candidate as any for Orlando to get their first win but 4-0 woof uh, Kyle Lahren scored again second of the week fourth of the season and uh, Orlando now in fifth feeling pretty good about themselves Adrian Heath said he was delighted and pleased for everyone at the club Tally Hall who made his debut said it was a huge confidence boost and another debutant Northern Irish forward Martin Patterson got ever so slightly ahead of himself saying I don't think the next team will look forward to coming in here I think this can be a fortress. Now we can turn the tide and really put teams to the sword. No, no, you can't. Well, then. <laughs> You're still Orlando. <laughs> oh, but Avi scored, which was accent. really exciting. Mm. <laughs> Remember in 2007 when TFC beat Dallas 4-0 and then went on to set the all-time record for f- like longest goalless streak? Mm. Welcome to your future, kids. Yes. Best not to count the chickens. Uh, Bruce Arena continues his... Uh, Chipper post-game comments. Hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God, it was so good. We were awful on the day. Out of 14 players that played, I thought about three of them played in an acceptable manner. We were outplayed all over the field, and really, there's not much you can say. You go into a game, and most players lose their battles on the field. You don't have a chance to win. Uh, LA's website at least did have a good day, putting out a highlight video that showed the lineups and then the kickoff and then a technical difficulties screen. <laughs> that was it, which I enjoyed. Uh, last game of the weekend was in Philly, taking on DC amid growing fan unrest. There was a protest match before the game, including a makeshift cardboard coffin with Nick Sakievich, serial franchise killer, written on the top, and we deserve better and sack out on the side. Because everyone in Toronto knows that we deserve better message can only lead to good things. Was sack out like an actual thing you had to do? <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> sack well, out for sack out. Yeah. That's a protest. Yeah. Sacks yes. out for sacks. I like yes. that. I'm going to remember that one. Uh, Sakievich put out a, a somewhat tone-deaf statement on the process. We agree wholeheartedly with the sons of Ben and we share the frustrations of all fans to the start of the season. Yes, Nick. The start of the season, that's what the problem is. Nothing to do with the last five years. No. No, no. Um, For at least one game, though, they actually did get their better that they deserve. An injury time goal gave Philly the shock 1-0 win. Manager Jim Curtin was delighted. Uh, Or he wasn't. We win a game at home. That's what you're supposed to do, he said. Adding that fans are entitled to be pissed off the way the season has started. I can't help but thinking, you know, he's... He's the one that's more been screwed over by any Little anybody bit. by Saki yeah. and the management. So yeah, I can see him being supportive. a little extra bitter. Yeah, yeah, and also supportive at the same time. Yes, yes, yes. Protest, make them do something, make my job easier. But probably got a bit of the sack out. <laughs> probably <laughs> officially can't go full sack. But exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, he maybe he's got a job to keep. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pay his bills. Final, final press conference. Then you. Oh like, yeah, when, when, full on. Yeah. 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 But after the non-disclosure, it's exactly. be a bit of sack. Yeah. He pulled out one ball. Yeah. Not the full sack. Oh, just, no. just one ball. 
behind the table at the press conference. Yes. No one could see, but one ball was mm-hmm. out. He knew it was there. Yeah, exactly. Gave him the confidence. Yes. Uh, in other news, New York Red Bulls, Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas, tied 0-0. Houston beat Poland 3-1. Owen Coyle looks to have got the balance right and figured out how to defend and score goals. And San Jose beat Columbus 2-0. Chris Wondolowski getting his 99th MLS goal. Uh, adding LAFC revealing their plans for the new stadium. And it was a good week for the little guys in MLS. Which is nice. It is. Anyway, Heartwarming. Uh, that, that's it, really, for this week. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. I think LAFC are going to stay as the little guys for that long. No. No. <laughs> About five seconds. Yeah. No. Hey, up. It's bitchy blanks. Gah, 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 gah. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of Bitchy Blanks, our favorite hashtag game and we hope yours too. Last week's Bitchy Blank was TFC fans will take blank in exchange for blindly cheering for this team. Gentlemen, before we get to the winner, what did you have for this blank? Fireworks in the face! <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay then. <laughs> uh, uh, the one sort of tiny concession of no goal music after goals being scored. Oh. Which is I think, something that we didn't mention after the home opener, but that was probably one of the, the big things I was dreading before oh, the home that's opener. True. And one of the things that, ah, that's that true. was a big relief. After that we didn't, didn't actually do that. We no goal music after the score a goal, which is nice. Fireworks is nonsense, but okay. No goal music, okay. It's true. We did relax for another season. We did win John about that for a whole show, I feel. I feel like I, I was very <laughs> much expecting it. Mm. Yeah. Good on you, TFC. Yes, it's well not, done. It's not too late. As I say, we will take what we always take. A lot of blind assurances that things are going to get better. Absolutely. (laughs) D-Ream. This week's winner, however, is Patrick at PISO number nine on the Twitters. TFC fans will take a big bag of nothing since we've done done it this long already. Bleak. Realistic. Yes. Mm. Most of the answers this week were fairly realistic. (laughs) Kind of like we did last... Yeah, I feel Mm. like we're on a far too... uh, To the point. We're on a depressive truthy street. Yes. So... That's a guy with his sack out. (laughs) (laughs) To help counterbalance that, this week's bitchy blank is a little different. I know. I'm excited. You should be. So Mm. inspired by Greg Vanny's obvious nod to Miami Vice in his sartorial Mm -hmm. choice while Mm -hmm. in New England. Mm -hmm. This is next week's blank. This week, Greg Vanny should dress as blank from the 80s. Fun. Come on, people. Dig into the vault. Send us your best 80s characters. Mm -hmm. And if anyone's a graphics guru, send us those too. We'll post them on the site. Ooh, okay. What were you going to say, Duncan? I was just going to say, I call Alf! Before all of you fagundes get in there, I call Alf. <laughs> Called it, stamped it, no erases. Alf as an outfit? Or like in full Alf? Oh my like, god, is he, he coached in like full Alf? That <laughs> would he, be... He's wearing a head too. 
with, with a cat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. With the black cat. Oh, with the black cat. Mm-hmm. He caught the black cat. There we go. All right. Yeah, full elf. Full nice. Elf. <laughs> if you're going to go elf, go full elf. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, as always, please do send us your answers to us on the Twitters at either of our various individual Twitter accounts or to us at VocalMinorityCA using the hashtag BitchyBlanks. Play up until 5 p.m. next Monday. <laughs> wow! <laughs> the rules. Small print, etc. Why so... Why so deliberate and she has to definitive? <laughs> I, because when I don't... Why, why did it allow people to play late? <laughs> I sent Balky Bartokamus in at 5.01 and she didn't take it. Such a tyrant. Such a tyrant. It's my Albanian roots. Mm, yes. Uh-huh. Standing tall. Mm. Chuck Taylor's Chuck Taylor's Chuck Taylor's Chuck Taylor's flannel shirt, flannel shirt, flannel shirt, flannel shirt. Super tight jeans, super tight jeans, super tight jeans, super tight jeans. Now hoodie, 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 hoodie. Now hoodie, 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 hoodie. Graphic tees, graphic tees, graphic tees, graphic tees. Ironic beard, ironic beard, ironic beard, ironic beard. Thick rim glasses, thick rim glasses. All right, moving on to the closing to the end of our show. We have a game to look forward to. Only one this week. I look forward to all of the games. Thank you very much. Lies. (laughs) I am already looking forward to play Montreal in October. Well, aren't we all? Mm. That one you're allowed to look forward to. No. Mm. But it's, it's kind of refreshing to only have actually one game this week. They've played a lot lately, and I feel like good for the team. Maybe good for us. Recharge they need to our get batteries. Rid of that Cup thing. They absolutely do. Get rid of Far it. too many games. Yes, it means nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nobody cares. But we are heading uh, to BMO Field while the Portland Timbers pedal their way on their fancy hipsterish bikes. bikes. Absolutely, yeah, nice. Dutch cargo bike. Mm. I was thinking of the penny farthing. Wow. <laughs> if, you're, if you're going to do it, do it right exactly, now. Exactly. Like, come on. Mm. So as the timbers are faltering so far this year. Oh. No. Well, I was going to ask if a timbers falls in the forest and there isn't an artisanal bespoke lumberjack around to chop it up. Does it actually fall? They chop it? The lumberjack? You would hope. You can't, you can't just leave a tree lying like would that. chisel it into some... Something. Well, Some but kind of Bauhaus furniture. We'd want to take it back to his well, yeah, shop. You, you chop assuredly. it up for the useful bits, and then the mm. useless bits get chiseled into the the artisanal curios bits. and uh, curios. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't leave mm. any other tree behind. All right, Junction Flea Market. No relax. tree behind. Mm. But honestly, the Timbers have been pretty woeful this year. They just recently got back Diego Valeri, which is having a small. It's probably like their only positive thing right now. Is that oh look. He came on and he did something good. Mm. We still lost. Still terrible team right now, but the, the Larry's back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their access to plentiful food trucks is the... Is that what it is? Mm. The Slowing them down? For them. That's too the much, uh, yes. too no, much that's deep fried. That's a good thing. <laughs> I'm thinking of Portland in good terms. Mm. Too many voodoo donuts? Sure. But considering that Portland's really, their lack of form so far this year and again inability to score goals at all home or away is this and we ask this a lot even in the season being still kind of young is this a game that tfc should point to as winnable be like okay portland's coming to town they kind of suck right now 
we're on a pretty nice run of form. We are <laughs> for TFC. So? Yes, they are. Okay. But is it this, you know, I look at this and I think, okay. I sort of expect a win out of this one. Sure. The same yes. way we expected one against Montreal in the second leg, and the same way we, we expected expect one against, against Houston. Houston. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're, the no rhyme or reason is the biggest problem of TFC, really. Mm-hmm. We, we should be beating Portland, really, if we've got any kind of contentions of being a cup-contending team or playoff-making team. Portland is a team that we could be beating. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't look at them as terrible, per se. They're more inconsistent, I mean, you look at their, their last few games, it's gone lose, win, lose, win, lose, tie, win, lose. I'm giving Very... they just lost. That suggests oh, win that's next. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of problems that they have there. They haven't ever really got it going. I mean, you know, Darlington Nagby was playing quite good, and then, hey, they bring Valeri back, and then that means Nagby kind of moves over from the sort of number 10 position out onto the wides. Uh, usually on the right, and he hasn't looked good since. So they've gained something and lost something, and yeah, yeah, they're they're there for the taking. Let's sort of look at. You know, I talked about Diego Valeri, so they just got him back. He's back for two games, three games. Will Johnson obviously still not playing. No, um, and that was Will Johnson's usually petulant and and troublesome, but one of their. <laughs> Will Johnson, mm. come on. And I say that as a national it, team fan. It was TFC that injured Will Johnson back in the uh, last year. That's Oh, mm. that's true. I'd forgotten that. It is mm. our fault. Yes. Oh, no. The Timbers' revenge. Yes, maybe. We're in trouble. Mm-hmm. But it has affected their ability to score goals. And shockingly, Maxi Rudy hasn't been the answer entirely. Yeah. No. But I, I will ask a question. Would you take Rudy back given our current injury depth concerns up front on Luke Moore or Robbie Finley's wage sure on whatever wage Portland are playing him that Kevin Payne signed him to no okay good <laughs> it's like, let's 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 find a happy medium ground here mm. because I you know what I'm happy to see him nowhere near TFC personally I don't enjoy watching him play actually I don't enjoy oh my. I don't it. I don't. I don't find him I miss his I miss the sexy goal celebrations mm. he only did it that one time though I'm sure he's got more in him We'll see it on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> Thricely. Right, right in front of us. Put your hands all over my booty. Ooh, Rudy. Ooh, Rudy. Put your hands all over my booty. Ooh, Rudy. Nice. Hot. He can't fail. <laughs> oh. That was very good. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Well, you know, but if you don't pick it, someone has to, right? So Cheese berries. Someone needs to send that guy a message. So, okay, now you have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> See, the cat has come out to tell you to stop. She's very unhappy. Mm. I just, I think it's, I don't know, I have a very little sense of what Portland sort of are this season. So it's, I find they're harder to, to peg, really. No, they've kind of been drifting a little bit in the last couple of seasons. seasons. Yeah. yeah they, mm. they, Mm-hmm. Sparks of things I'm like oh you know and you can get wrapped up when you watch their home matches with the right the thing that is Portland Timbers at home you know and, and you, you get left with a feeling like oh that's quite that's got to be that's something, quite the yeah. thing but then you, you see them playing they're like, oh, yeah. They're, yeah they're just kind of they, they're, they're drifting they're mm-hmm. drifting as a as a competitive side 
Yeah, I mean, you look at the the, the lineup, and they don't. They seem quite good. I mean, they've got like a solid defense, like yeah. Nat Borchers, mm-hmm. who's uh, apparently about to make his three hundredth MLS appearance. He is actually is, you know, be very exciting. Good for well you. Not good for you. Um, and you know, Liam Ridgewell. Eh, eh. Um, but the, the defense seems consistent. Then the midfield, it looks like Diego Chara, like Valeri now, Nagby, Rodney Wallace. Uh-huh. But, you know, Jack Dewsbury, there's, it yeah, like, like there's, there's a lot of good things there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, for it's like Fernando Adi or um, Iruti or Gaston Elgato Fernandez. It's a, Love his yeah, that there's a lot of almost good things and. No, really, definitively very good things. I think Valeri's very good, sure, but the rest of them is it? Mm, it's not quite good. Anything. And and that's it, yeah. And it's uh, just sort of yeah, they're very middling right now. I I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Which also means that TFC will probably lose to them because <laughs> well, it's classic. <laughs> we are always the cure for what's, any, a, what's ail in any club. Yeah, mm-hmm. any 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 player who hasn't scored a goal I f- ever. I fear or clubs in a while. who are struggling more than the ones coming in <laughs> on a hot strong. streak. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at them as well. We might not get the strongest line of the plane again on Wednesday against DC. Then go to Colorado on Saturday, so maybe they'll kind of pull back a bit. Well, pull, pull back a bit, but. You know, yeah, you can't help but think, you know, Darlington, Nagby, Rod Wallace is like, oh, yeah, those are the two good sort of wide attacking players that would love to see yeah. Morgan and Morrow or Bloom or whoever it is bombing forward. And, oh, there's a lot of room behind them. So, in a way, it seems like they're kind of set up to be able to beat us that way. But so it makes me wonder how San Jose is doing. Can they can they come into town on a good run so that next Saturday they're, they're doing quite well. Are they okay? Good. Yeah. So there we go. I think they're like fourth in the West right now. They're, they're excellent. Yeah. So a team they can they can they can play up to instead of playing down to and Maybe. saying oh look the goal. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it, it's always a concern as we said when they play the weaker teams or the less together teams that TFC don't take them seriously or take the foot off the gas and I fear I fear that for this weekend. But again, I fear that for almost every game for them this season because I still don't think that TFC has found quite their identity, and I really don't think they're going to until the end of the year. I've said that before, no. sort of the season start. I think and it's going to be can a maybe start to find it, then the Gold Cup's going to come in and interrupt it. And exactly, there'll be new signings yeah. in yeah. July and yeah. August. So and I'm really I think, feeling I think like September thing. is when this yeah, team is going to gel. End of September, we'll know what we have. Yeah, and by then, hopefully. Will have muddled along to be in like something fifth or in the sixth. playoffs, yeah. And yeah, and then 2016 will be if they can hang on to players. <laughs> not a winning year for say Aww. the cup, but maybe a better year of consistency. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm like on a three year, <laughs> thirty year. I know. See, I I haven't that lost all delightful. the optimism yet. I that know. Was delightful. Was I know. Did you see me batting the eyelashes? Mm, Innocence. Yeah. I know. I know. Don't pat me on the head like that, please. Um, it's I can't get all the optimism driven out of me yet. Give me a couple more weeks. Get your sack out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, Question. Go on then. How is TFC now more hipster than the Timbers? We have a goalkeeper with a massive beard who listens to reggae to uh, center his cheek. Damn it, still my answer. <laughs> How'd you get in there? Why do I let you go first on these things? Mm. Because now our losing has just become ironic. Mm-hmm. It has? Sure. All right. With all the money we spent, it's kind of ironic. No, not really. 
Ironic and Atlantis more set ways. Why did you do that to my answer? No, I was, I was glad you made the Atlantis uh, set reference. Because we were losing before it was cool? Oh. There you go. Mm-hmm, Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right, any other final... What's your answer, Kristen? No, no, you took my answer. <laughs> oh. I'm not that quick. I do feel like to TFC, they're, they're not hipsters. No, we're, we're the New York Yankees. Yeah. United of MLS. Shiny. We're big spending. And if we have success. But I don't feel like, like we know. have the, the, the cachet. Just of because the there's spending. a bunch of Blue Jays caps in the stands doesn't make us hipsters. No. Yeah, we're, we're, we're shiny corporate. I feel shiny, though. No. I feel tarnished. No, no shiny, shiny. Not, not in a good way, though. No, no, no. Not like, I don't feel hipsterish either, but no. I don't feel shiny either. No. Uh, tarnished in the way that. Um, MLSE Fanta owning is. our yes. <laughs> well, then, Fanta. Yeah. Okay. You wanna? You wanna? You know Fanta. I do. All right. Mm. Nazi cola. Yes. Nazi cola. <laughs> you don't know the yeah. You don't know the Fanta story. No. Go on then. <laughs> yeah. Fanta was made. Coca-Cola didn't want its product in, in Nazi Germany, so. but they wanted the market share, mm-hmm. so they created a new product. The orange soda Fanta! A choice for the Nazi generation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, we're there not hipsters, we're Fanta. There you go. Well, no, we're not Nazi Cola. We're not that bad. We're quite bad. Nazi bad? I don't think mm-hmm. we're Nazi bad. No. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. Nazi bad denotes us a a touch of evil. But we're probably more North Korea bad. We're entirely Fagundes. and terrible, but yes. we have these impressions of, oh, wait, great, and wow, and hey, look at us. But Dear leader. Everyone yeah. thinks of us as a joke. So yeah, we're North Korea. Yeah, there okay. we go. We're North Korean cola. <laughs> the best cola ever. Yeah. Mm. Did you All not right. read the story? That's good. Mm. Yeah, we've, there we go. There we're we not go. hipsters. <laughs> we're North Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> we. We do North have a new tunnel North club. Koreans. Tim Ilsung. <laughs> Any final thoughts on uh, the upcoming game, gentlemen? Trepidations. Yeah. That's pretty much it, too. I, I have a sense of foreboding and not in a good Desperately need to see a bit of con- continuity. A uh, chance to strive for a little bit of semblance of finding their way and seeing the same kind of pattern going forward, but with the now injuries up front and our natural tendency to play, as we've mentioned, play down to clubs. It's mm-hmm. it's an uneasy feeling going in. Yeah. Portland lost. That means they win the next game. Right. And TFC are coming off of something resembling a positive Slightly result positive. On, the no, on the road. So mm. The team flying from the west to the east thing Does always is a bit of an equalizer, but TFC being North Korean is an equalizer too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Exactly. Optimism. That's us. That's our that's our calling card. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, that is our show for this week. Uh, thank you all for listening and joining in. Please come back next week when we break down, which will surely be a glorious victory against the Timbers. Find out which MLS club is really the Nazis. Yeah. Uh, ignore that other thing that's happening next Wednesday. that's happening next Wednesday. What's happening next Wednesday, Kristen? It's not the Voyager's Cup final, I know that much.
All right, good show. Hey, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. What is something next? Next. Uh, What's happening next Wednesday? We're going for takeaway. <laughs> yeah, account manager. Altidore's injured. <laughs> Look at I, the schedule in the upper right-hand corner. Oh, oh that! that. Just, <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Podcasting gold right here. Wow. But see, you know what? We pay so little attention to them that most of the panel had no f***ing idea what I was talking about. Tell the listeners what we're talking about. <laughs> what, what, what I was trying to not allude to while alluding to it was the upcoming friendly uh, that none mm. of the people at this table will be going to. Anyway. Well, that's next so Wednesday. That is okay. next. Exactly. That, that crept up really quickly, didn't it? Mm. I know. I was like... Wait a second. Something bad is about to happen. <laughs> and that is mm. it. Forget the Portland loss. I mm. mean, win. That is what's going to uh, throw. I hope we rest the first team against Portland so we can put in a good impression Abs- we against... Have- Come on. There's going to be TV cameras. Man City. We want to impress mm. Man City. Oh, yeah. yeah. What will they think of us if we don't impress them? That's a good question. They'll right? be too busy flying to Houston to impress. Yes. <laughs> they will. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> we got a game in twenty two hours. Exactly. And then another one like a day and a half later nice. or something stupid. It's ridiculous. We're gonna play half of our first team at fifty percent speed, so really it's twenty five percent Man City. Sixty dollars cheapest tickets. Come one, come all. It's more of a man village. <laughs> Takes a village to raise a club. Nazis. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, I am joined by Tony Walsh at Malarkey FC on the Twitters. Fanta. Mr. Duncan D. Fletcher at Duncan D. Fletcher on Twitter. I'm a lightning bolt. My heart glows. When it's time, I'll know. It's time. Gotta ignite the light. Let it shine. On the night, like the 4th of July. Baby, you're such a firework. I am. As for me, you can find me on the internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. <laughs> on, the, at the in, on the internet? <laughs> ran on any page? <laughs> I'm everywhere. Oh. You didn't realize? We're just on Twitter. <laughs> this is going to skew my favorites. <laughs> She's on the internet. <laughs> uh, until next week, Toronto. Get used to it. <laughs> Buggers, both of you. <laughs> Pornhub.com at Kristen Knowles. <laughs> Portuguese bitchy. Yeah. Portuguese bitchy. Yeah, thank you. Churrasco bitchy. Hoji doggy.
That's what they say hot dog in Brazil. Ojidogi. Ojidogi. Ah, yeah. that sounds fun. Yeah. Are you let John Molinaro and Kurt Larson know about that so they can add it to their hot dog versus no. sandwich debate? That's ridiculous. Mm. It's not a sandwich. Hot dog is not a sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> I like the fire. Boom, boom, boom. Pizza's not Italian food now? No, no, no. I said Mama's Pizza has Italian food on their menu. I would no, imagine that's... every pizza place has Italian food on their menu, don't they? Yeah. Well, outside pizza, of pizza, pizza has like among pasta. Chi- what do you mean outside of pizza? Pizza is Italian pizza, food. Pizza, pizza has a chicken wings. Pizza, pizza. Chicken wings. Si, si. The barbecue. The potato wedge. Yeah. <laughs> like the old country. <laughs> I do have a question before we start getting into um, into the full on. No, sorry, I'm going to read you all that again. Because I'm not going to answer that question yet. I don't mm. know why I did that. Well, I don't know why she did it. I don't know why I did it. I, I just can't wait for this question. <laughs> I'm going to be distracted <laughs> until this, this question comes along. Edit. What could it be? <laughs> I hope it's, no, it's, not it. I hope it's not personal. <laughs> Where were you last night, <laughs> Oh no, I've stopped asking him that. What were you doing <laughs> I don't want to know that last either. night? Uh, okay. Which Tony Walsh are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of his That's three personas question. are you asking? I only have two. The other one's not mine. I don't wow, know. that was a pretty quick denial, wasn't yeah. it? He's very old. Once again, probably everyone. Probably in prison. Once again, everyone, Google Tony Walsh. <laughs> Let us know what you find out. <laughs> What's the first result? Yes. <laughs> It's only a British wrestler. <laughs> Nothing else. Tune into Banger TV on YouTube to see all my highlights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if we're looking at ourselves as some kind of you know, cup contendery kind of team, then yeah, absolutely, Philadelphia, we should be beating them. I mean, Portland. I don't think they're... Did I say Philadelphia? You did. Ah, well, we did beat Philadelphia, so It's true, hey! it was exciting. Yes. I'm going to run home and type bitchy blanks into the search. <laughs> hey! What? what are you trying to say? To see if bitchy blanks is on Pornhub. You would think. Well, your, your, your laptop opens to that page, right? Oh. Birds of Prey got a feature into some people's fetishes somewhere. Well, yeah. we oh, have yeah. dino erotica. We must have bitch erotica. Hawk erotica. Hawk erotic. Rock out with your hawk out. <laughs> Good show, guys. Have fun editing, Duncan. <laughs> yeah, that didn't get away from us at all. No. no. Just do it as is. <laughs> <laughs> Two hour show. <laughs> Put the whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> no edit. Hey, everybody, go in and find what you like. There's something for everybody. Edit it yourself, you bastards. <laughs> this is great. So, when you go into Wikipedia for the for the Fanta entry, you know, Nazi? yeah, country of origin. Nazi Germany, not Germany. Not, not regular flavor Germany. Nazi Germany. The drink or the drink originated in Nazi Germany in 1941. Oh my they god! Even, they, that was mid-war cola. They oh. they 
as a result. Parts of the war effort yep. were put to the side to make a new cola. <laughs> One of the fucking lost idiots. So Max the, Keith, the, the head of Coca-Cola Deutschland. I guess it's, yeah, Coca-Cola Deutschland. Those mm-hmm. Coca-Cola Deutschland people <laughs> took their eye off the ball. 